Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. Hey, what's going on? I'm Nigel. Guy Relford, the gun guy, filling in for Jason Hammer. Guy Relford is a licensed firearms instructor and a Second Amendment attorney. Something I've been scratching my head on here concerning uh, Richard Allen, who was charged in the double murder of Abigail Williams and Liberty German near Delphi. He's been in jail for weeks now, and he hasn't talked to a lawyer. Um, There's a big headline, Wish TV, our news gathering partners, taxpayers may fund defense for suspect in 2017 Delphi murders in Carroll County. He basically, this guy Richard Allen wrote a letter uh, asking for a public defender, and I was wondering if maybe you could break this down for us a little bit. Guy, you're a criminal defense attorney. I know your sure. specialty is, is 2A, but but what exactly is going on here? And and I'm worried that things are kind of kind of getting messed up over there. Well, it shocked me, uh, Nigel, when, when I saw that same headline. I said, surely this guy cannot have been arrested, gone through an initial hearing, and been sitting in jail this amount of time without uh, having a lawyer, because obviously that's one of your basic constitutional rights. And listen, nobody's going to have any sympathy for this guy if ultimately... Well, no. you know, I'm just he, worried he, about he mur- something getting screwed up. Well, that's and exactly him right. Going free. And, and it doesn't matter how guilty you are, you still have the same basic constitutional freedoms as anyone else, including the right to counsel. And so what, what it sounds like to me uh, happened here is that he had his initial hearing and when you're when you're arrested by law you have to go in, in front of a judge quickly i mean within a few days certainly and you have your initial hearing uh, you know in, in other courts it's called an arraignment and that's where the the judge tells you what you're charged with it tells you the potential penalties it tells you you know certain rights you have and one of those is the right to counsel and typically they will ask you at that initial hearing if you can afford counsel on your own. If you say, yes, I, I'm planning to hire a lawyer, the judge says, okay, that's great. Have your lawyer enter an appearance and we'll go from there. And apparently, at least based on reports, Richard Allen said, I want to hire my own lawyer at his initial hearing. So the court did not appoint him one at that point. What I'm hearing, at least what's being reported, is that after he investigated the cost of hiring his own attorney for, you know, obviously what's going to be a major uh, double homicide murder trial, um, the cost was prohibitive. And he now, after some time, is going back to the court saying, "Okay, I said I was going to hire my own lawyer, but now I realize I can't afford it. I need a public defender. And they're in the process of going through that. But. There's a hiccup, as, as WIBC has been reporting on all day, which is, you know, Carroll County's a small county, and this could end yeah. up being a major expense. Well, not, I mean, the judge in this case didn't even want it. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, this is guy. I know um, who, who was saying it? it was, uh, oh, McQuaid from Fox 59. Like, 
you guys knew about this for five years. You had five years to plan for this, and it didn't seem like anybody was ready down there. The judge uh, um, recuses himself from the case. They finally they moved this guy to an undisclosed f- f- state location, and I'm just worried something's going to go haywire here, and some hotshot defense attorney that wants his name in the paper is going to come in here and throw a big monkey wrench and all that stuff. So I hope they are crossing their T's and dotting their I's down there. Well, and leaving him unrepresented or, for this uh, amount there. of time causes some concern. It really does. And 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 whether that concern is that, you know, he, he could potentially come up with a defense um, that, that may, allows him to avoid these charges, I think that's unlikely. But but Good. me, as a as somebody who defends constitutional rights for a living, uh, irrespective of, of whether he's guilty or not, I'm still very concerned that any criminal defendant, no matter what the circumstances, is sitting in jail this amount of time without having a lawyer. And it sounds like some of that may be of, of his own doing. Um, but, but let's see how this unfolds. In the meantime, I think your point is perfectly well taken, which is why hasn't Carroll County figured this out by now and realized that they may have a major double, double homicide trial on its hands with someone who ne- couldn't necessarily defend their own lawyer. And, and they're just now looking around going, wow, we can't necessarily uh, afford this. That doesn't make any sense to me. I was reading, uh, Wish was saying that Indiana pays public defenders $90 an hour. And yeah. I think it's going to rise to $100 an hour next year. I, I mean, are there, I mean, you know, public defenders as well as anybody are there public defenders that are qualified to handle this kind of pressure this high profile of a case that we've been waiting five years for well it depends, I mean, on, I, it depends on where you go i mean it depends on what county you're in i mean for instance in in larger counties like marion county the thing about public defenders is they're not getting paid a lot of money but they get a lot of cases and so they spend a lot of time in the courtroom and i've i've been in the courtroom okay. Um, and I've never been a public defender, but I've been in the courtroom observing other public defenders doing their job, and they can be really, really good okay. because they spend a lot of time in the courtroom, and that's how you get good in the courtroom is you spend time there. And so, you know, public defenders are, are going to vary dramatically. They could be some kid right out of school who doesn't know what door of the courthouse to go through, uh, or it could be somebody who's been doing it for a while and does it because they have a passion for it and could be really good so at it. Do you think so, somebody's chomping at the bit to be this guy's public defender do you think there's someone out there that wants the experience or are they like e, i don't you know i don't want to, like how does it work in the world of law uh oh i know, think attorneys and, i think every criminal defense attorney in the state for at least for a moment when they see this you know pop up to say this guy needs a lawyer and doesn't have a lawyer at least for a moment you're gonna think wow should i go down there and defend this guy not necessarily because you want your name in the paper, but because he needs a lawyer, because and he's entitled to a lawyer. That's his constitutional right. I would assume right. your name in the paper. Yeah, it could well be. I mean, I'm not going mean, to do it. I've seen right? enough of those movies. I've <laughs> right. seen enough of those movies where, yeah, I'll yeah. take the case. This is going to get me a lot of publicity and a lot more money. And, and and that could be. But you know what? If a really solid, qualified lawyer has that motivation, is willing to go down there and do it for these kind of, of rates or do it pro bono, then okay, he's, he's going to get a fine lawyer. Because at the end of the day, and, and this is the point you raised, Nigel, which is a good one, which is you want this guy to have all of his, all of his constitutional rights observed. I mean, because 100%. if he doesn't, he goes free. Because if he doesn't, right? he's, he's got a defense not based on whether he's guilty or not, yeah. based on the fact that Carroll County botched the prosecution. So let's check all the boxes, let's dot all the I's and cross all the T's, give this guy all of his constitutional rights, and see how the case plays out. Did you see a federal judge yesterday in, uh, I think it was Texas, uh, threw out Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program, <laughs> Oh yeah, declared it unlawful? 
Yeah. Uh, just a huge blow, just a, just a gigantic blow to the administration. As was, I think it was a, some conservative group, which, I don't know, they brought the suit on behalf of a couple student, uh, there were actually two student loan borrowers. One of them was ineligible for Biden's loan forgiveness program. The other didn't even qualify for the entire $20,000 forgiveness. I'm not even sure um, exactly like, you know, getting into the weeds here, but it was, I thought it was hilarious that the judge quoted Nancy Pelosi's own words, <laughs> who said, quote, the president does not have the power for debt forgiveness and noted that it must be accomplished through an act of Congress. Your thoughts right. on this? First oh, no. of all, Joe Biden, you know, obviously vote buying, young young vote buying. I think that's what this was. Uh, no, I love with, this. Uh, and, and, you know, a wealth transfer of some sort, and uh, obviously it's not legal. Well, I'm, I'm going to go in a, a much longer rant on this on my show, even though it's not directly gun-related. It's something I talk about on my show all the time, whether we're talking about the ATF or the FBI and those, those, those agencies out there that impact gun rights and the executive branch generally. My biggest problem with the state of U.S. government right now is that we've completely wandered away from the intent of the founders in terms of separation of powers. Because that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about here. The reason this got set aside is from separation of powers. And and I keep going back to there's this beautiful, beautiful quote, Nige, and, 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 and my best buddy Chuck and I were just talking about this over lunch yesterday. It's in Federalist 51. And, you know, Hamilton and Madison put out these beautiful uh, papers when the Constitution was being considered. And they, and they were talking about the separation of powers. And they said this, and this is, this is so powerful. They said, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. If angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on the government would be necessary. But in framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, in other words, flawed men over flawed men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and in the next place, oblige it to control itself. So in other words, the, our frame blown. It, it mind blown. <laughs> but they did this beautiful job in, 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 in balancing those issues, right? They said, okay, we've got to give the government enough power to do its job, but we've got to control the government all at the same time. How do we do that? The system of doing that was separation of powers. The legislative branch could only do these things. Right in Article One, yeah. the the judicial branch can only do these things. The executive branch can only do these things. And when when Biden stepped in, and this is just one little minor example of what we're talking about. This is the problem with the U.S. government today. When Biden stepped in and said, "Oh, with a stroke of a pen, I'm forgiving all these student yeah. loans," he <laughs> wandered away from the basic premise of our whole system of government, which is separation of powers. That's something the legislative branch needed to do. And at least one judge in Texas came out and ruled that way. We'll see what the other judges uh, through the appellate process have to say about it.